1: You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: I welcome in, everybody, and let's plate it on a Monday, February 19th, President's Day into Tuesday, February 20th. It is another installment of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We talk Detroit Lions with you, Matt Derry, with you on this uh, rainy Monday into Tuesday. So we get you ready for the combine next week, the draft, we'll talk all about the offseason. The Ziggy Otse question continues to come up. Dave Burkett wrote a column over the weekend about it. I'll react to that. And also, I want to get into the untouchables, the five untouchables on the Detroit Lions roster that Bob Quinn, Matt Patricia, and the staff cannot touch, cannot move, cannot even consider um, losing. At any stretch, in terms of a trade, in terms of not re-signing, anything. There are five guys, I believe, on this roster that are untouchables that have to remain where they are for now and into the future. And we'll get into that right here on Lockdown On Lions today. Again, thank you for joining me, Matt Derry, with you. What's going on, everybody? Kind of a downtime for a little while before all the NFL media converges on the uh, Indianapolis NFL Combine uh, a, week from, uh, a week from today. I believe is when uh, it'll get started on Tuesday, the 27th, but everybody will get into Indianapolis next week. Tomorrow is an important day. And that is a day that NFL teams for the next week from tomorrow until, uh, um, I think March 6th, actually. So a couple of weeks uh, teams can start franchise tagging, transition tag, transition tagging players. So they do not they do not get away. And we've discussed a lot about Ezekiel Ansah and whether or not the Lions should tag him, pay him 17.5 million next year or risk losing him an unrestricted free agency if they can't get a deal done. You know how I feel about it. We've talked a lot about it, and I want to get into that. Dave Briquette's column in a little bit here as well. You can get in touch with me via Twitter, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks, and also the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. It's Locked On Lions, daily the Detroit Lions podcast on megaphone.fm. That is our home. If you listen on Spotify, Amazon Alexa, iTunes, I appreciate you doing so. Thank you for listening. Let your friends know about it. We try to bring you good content, opinions, guests, and and a lot of fun talking about the Lions. Strictly Lions football talk right here on Locked on Lions. Let's do this first. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, I want to talk about untouchables. And when you look at the the Lions roster as the season has ended and the new coaches here and the new staff is here and and the team now is looking ahead to 2018 and what should be a very... Uh, big season for this franchise. Bob Quinn in his third season. I uh, got a contract extension last week that will match the Matt Patricia contract. Many people feel like uh, Patricia got a five-year deal. So uh, Quinn got five more years or, or uh, three or four more years added to his original deal so that it matches. Regardless, this season is going to be very important. How much talent is on this roster is the big question. Because if there's a lot of talent there then it was a lot of coaching mishaps and mistakes that led to the team last year underachieving, not building off of what was a nine-win season in 2016 and a playoff appearance. The Lions went backwards. Yes, they finished with nine wins, but could not overtake Minnesota, could not get over the hump with, uh, uh, with the with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, even though the Lions did have a better record than the, than the Packers did. Uh, but still, the, the division was there for the taking. And the Lions couldn't get it done. And in the big games, whether it was Carolina, Atlanta, Pittsburgh at home, uh, Thanksgiving against Minnesota, this team uh, lost way too many home football games against good teams that they couldn't take care of. And it proved to be their downfall. And, of course, uh, Quinn, the maestro, as I like to call him, has made that change. How much talent is really on this roster? How many untouchable players would you say there are? I'm going to list five that I view as guys that must be here not only now, but into the near future for a long, long time. Obviously, number one untouchable on this team is Matthew Stafford. His, the, it's quarterback. Matthew Stafford is coming off a pretty darn good season. Uh, Matthew Stafford is a guy that is now considered by by many to be a top flight, top 10, you would say, uh, you know, quarterback in this league. And when you look at Matthew Stafford and what he brings to the table, he's 30 years old. Yes, Matthew Stafford now has completed um, um, 10 seasons in the NFL. And for some people, they feel like it is time that Matthew Stafford takes that next step and takes this team to a playoff victory and, 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 and rallies them and everything else. But when I look at, at what Stafford is, is bringing to the table, um, you know, I see a guy that, quite honestly, has progressed big time over the last I would say 2 years. And you know, back when we were doing the radio show on 105.1, I always said it. I never thought he was a very good quarterback. I always thought he was he was average to good. But when I look at what he's done from 2009 to 2017, and you look at his passer rating and where it sits right now, and he had a passer rating this year of 99.3, the highest of his career. Everybody remembers the 2011 season when he threw for 41 touchdowns and had a pass rating of 97.2. Then it went down in 2012, back up in 2013, stagnant for 2014. And we, we, we can go on and on about it. But he's completed nine seasons in this league. And over the last couple of years, Matthew Stafford has gotten absolutely throttled by opponents. He's gotten destroyed. But he's only thrown. 20 interceptions over the last two years, as opposed to 53 touchdowns. And he's an untouchable. He's 30 years old in the prime of his career. He's got the new contract. I think he wants to be here. You see how talented he really is. And he's an untouchable. And he's the number one guy that you must have on this roster moving forward. And there are a lot of fans that will say, oh, I don't know why the Lions gave him all all this money, and I don't know why the Lions love this guy so much. I'm not saying what's not to love. But he's the least of their problems. And if they can give him a running game, which they haven't had, if they can give him some offensive linemen that maybe would be all pro or pro bowlers, and he's never really had one. I know T.J. Lang played in the Pro Bowl this year uh, as an alternate but was not named to the team originally. And that's not a knock on T.J. had a pretty good year, uh, but, but not a year where where people are grading him as one of the top guards in the league. Stafford needs help, and hopefully he will get it with this upcoming offseason and free agency, about the $50 million the Lions have to play with, and also uh, the draft. But Matthew Stafford is number one untouchable on this football team. Number two is pretty easy as well, and that's Darius Slay. He is the one Pro Bowl player the Lions have. He is clearly their best defensive player. He is a cornerback that is really starting to come into his own as well and can really you know, take away half the field. And, you know, when we're talking about Darius Slay here, we're talking about a top 10 corner in this league that is 27 years old, signed long-term, led the league with eight interceptions last year, and is considered by many to be an elite defensive player. So to sit here and say, well, would you trade Darius Slay or, or would you ever replace Darius? No, Darius Slay is here for the long haul. All right. Martin Mayhew is not made, did not make a lot of very good draft choices or, or decisions as general manager, but one very good one he made was the second-round pick in 2013 in Slay. He really does shut down the opposition's best player and or best receiver, and he does it on numerous occasions. He does it consistently. He's got speed. He's got great hands. Um, I think we don't realize – I think we underrate him in Detroit. I don't think we realize how good he is. And he's now been through, you know, five NFL seasons. And it's a tough position to play. Cornerback's difficult. Look look at how how Malcolm Butler went from a Pro Bowl player to a guy that couldn't even get on the field for the Super Bowl. Um, You see some of these guys, like Casey Hayward, was so bad in Green Bay, and his career looked like it was over. Gets resurrected, he goes to San Diego, and all of a sudden, he's a dominant player. Uh, You know, Quandre Diggs, who's on the Lions, maybe moved to safety. So cornerback right now is is up in the air for the Lions outside of Slay, uh, uh, Tease Tabor, and, and 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 you know if Diggs moves to safety, who are the Lions cornerbacks right now? There aren't a lot of them, especially with Nevin Lawson being a free agent, DJ Hayden being a free agent, you know Don Carey kind of switching around playing different positions. Where are the Lions going to go at cornerback this coming season? Darius Slay, you know, is your best guy, and is a lockdown stud, defensive back, and and he's only 27 years old. So he's really, really good, prime of his career, and he's the second untouchable that I would say you would have for your Detroit Lions. I don't think there's any question about it. By the way, I want you to tune in to Matt Shook on Locked On Pistons. Every NFL team, every NBA team right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. So if you're looking for something to listen to and you're a Pistons fan, I know we're at the All-Star break right now. Andre, Andre Drummond was down at the All-Star game last night. How about that All-Star game last night? What was worse, the Kevin Hart 15-minute introductions of the players or Fergie's National Anthem? It's a tough call. But Matt Shook will be talking about it on Locked On Pistons right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Okay, so when we talk about untouchables, Matthew Stafford, Locke, Darius Slay, Locke. Now we start getting into the ones you know that, that are, may, might be a little bit more um, difficult to discuss with definite untouchable Lion players. I would say the Lions' third untouchable player, after now that he has completed his second NFL season, is Taylor Decker, the Lions' left tackle. 24 years of age, still on his rookie deal, so moderately cheap. And at 6'7", 3'11", it can be a guy that you're going to put at left tackle for the next 10 years. Now, we didn't really get a terrific grade for Taylor Decker this year or, or, or any type of, you know, a real feel for how he played in his second year because he was injured for most of the season. Then the Lions brought him back after the shoulder surgery, uh, played in a handful of games down the stretch, but was a guy that, you know uh, you know, as a rookie was as good as it gets in terms of a first-round pick, and as a guy that Bob Quinn drafted to protect Matthew Stafford's blind side. You must have a good left tackle if you want to compete at this at this level, at the NFL, at the highest level. And you saw what Philadelphia did once Jason Peters got hurt. Uh, um, you know they, they inserted some guys uh, down the stretch. that got the job done. The New England Patriots have always been solid at left tackle. Some of these teams that have dominant left tackles, like Dallas has had for years, um, with, with Tyron Smith, the, these are guys you build around. And left tackle is such an important position in the NFL. You're, you're protecting Matthew Stafford and his blind side. And Taylor Decker is a guy that is, like I said, young, cheap, second year, hopefully healthier this year, but he's an untouchable. You want to put him at left tackle and not even think about him, not even worry about that position. And the line started last year. Matthew Stafford was getting his brains beat in. As they attempted to hide Greg Robinson at left tackle at the start of last season, then they tried Brian Mahalik who like had a handful of decent games, and then some games where it was scary out there. Okay, if Matthew Stafford's your number one untouchable, that makes Taylor Decker at left tackle very, very important. So that is someone that you're not going to want to mess with. You're going to want to leave at left tackle for 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 nine, ten years. You're going to want to re-sign when his rookie contract comes up. So Taylor Decker to me would be the number three untouchable on this Detroit Lions roster. As far as number four goes, I had kind of a hard time um, you know, figuring this one out on where I was kind of going with with my fourth one. And by the way, when I was talking about cornerbacks, I left Jamal Agnew out of the mix. Jamal Agnew will be back. Of course, the rookie that had a tremendous year of returning kicks. Not that I'm putting him on my untouchable list, but Jamal Agnew is a guy that uh, will be part of that cornerback mix as well that I left out. Uh, my number four untouchable is Glover Quinn. Three interceptions last year, 84 combined tackles, re-signed with the Lions long-term before last season, adding to his years in the NFL, which uh, he's played nine. And for, for a guy like Glover Quinn, the reason why I put him on this list, and many people will say, well, why would you put Glover, a 32-year-old safety, on this list? Number one, he's been with the Lions for five years. Um, He knows the system, and I know the system might change, will change this year under Matt Patricia, but he just has a feel for what the Lions do, no matter the situation, no matter the circumstance. He knows the guys. He's kind of the, the quarterback on defense. He's durable. Glover Quinn has not missed a game in his career in Detroit played in all 16 games 2013 2014 2015 2016 and 2017 and you know three interceptions this year one a pick six for a touchdown you know this this guy this guy can really play and i know he's 32 and i understand that the lions you know maybe eventually are going to need to replace him but glover quinn shouldn't be going anywhere he seems to just keep getting better despite being 32 years old, just knows where he is on the field, knows where to put guys in the secondary, and you put him along with Darius Slay back there. I know there weren't a lot of games this year where I looked up and said, "Wow, the Lions just got absolutely toasted." Um, you know, defensively in the passing game, because um, I think Glover Quinn's just really good. He's great in the community. He's a great leader on this team, and I can't wait to see how he's going to perform. In Matt, under Matt Patricia, and in Matt Patricia's defense. So, absolutely, I'm making him an untouchable. And I know we got a new contract. Glover Quinn's going to be around a while, um, signing a new long term deal before a last season because he would have been a free agent after this year. So, I'm all for Glover Quinn staying and staying as long as he wants because I just think he can really play. And you need a veteran back there. Lions defense is pretty young. But to have Quinn as your free safety, 32 years of age, um, I'm all for it. And I think that he's going to have a tremendous sixth season with the Lions. So Glover Quinn would be my number four untouchable for Detroit. My last one was difficult because I had a lot of guys that I considered uh, when looking at this Lions team and where they're kind of going uh, and what direction they're going in. But because they need to outscore the opposition, because I think Matt Patricia is going to come in and defensively Put his mark on this team where I think he'll be filling in a lot of guys and, and, and putting a lot of guys in positions on defense that might not be big names. I picked Golden Tate as my fifth untouchable for the Lions. Now, Golden Tate's contract uh, will be up after this season. Golden Tate is entering his fifth season with the Lions. And you know Golden Tate has said it. He wants to come back. He wants to finish his career as a Lion. And you're talking about a receiver that will start the season 30 years of age in 2018. So you might be saying, how could you not put Jared Davis on that list? How could you not put Matt Prater on this list? You just mentioned TJ Lang before. He was a pro bowler. Why can't he, how how come you didn't put him on there? I'm telling you, I think Golden Tate is so vital for this offense to perform on a high level based on yards after the catch, based on the way he can run the football in a reverse uh, situation. Or, 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 some sort of, you know, shovel pass situation. The fact that for the th- for three of the four years that he's been with the Lions, Golden Tate has a uh, thousand yards receiving, thirteen hundred and thirty-one yards his first year, third year thousand seventy-seven, and this past year thousand and three. And he didn't have a great year any of these years. It's not like you looked up and said Golden Tate is a dominant player or, or a great. Player. That's a, that's a big word to you. When we talk about great receivers in the league, you know, you're hearing names like Antonio Brown and, and, and used to hear the name Des Bryant and guys of that ilk. No one's ever said, I don't think, that Golden Tate is a great player. But I think he's really good. And I think that he's out there every week, hasn't missed a game in four years. He's, he, he can be a security blanket for Matthew Stafford, he can be a guy that makes plays. This offense just seems to click and go. When Golden Tate is on his game, he makes so many other guys better, whether it's in the slot, whether it's on the outside. Um, I love his energy. All right, I'm, I'm just a fan. I think Golden Tate needs to stay. I think Golden Tate is a guy the Lions must sign on for some more years. He just does all these little things. He comes up with big catches wherever he is on the field. And this past season without Anquan Bolden, because remember the Lions had pretty good success with Bolden as kind of their touchdown maker in 2016 when he caught eight balls. Stafford needs a guy to go to. All right, Marvin Jones to me is very good. That's another guy you could put on the list. Marvin Jones is really good and had a nice year. But it's Tate that I think commands double teams. I think the defense watches, uh, keeps an eye out for him. I think he opens things up for a guy like Kenny Galladay. And every time he touches the ball... You just feel like Golden Tate's going to make somebody miss and make a play. He's caught over 90 passes every year. 99, 90, 91, and 92 each in four years. That's, that's important. That's, that's vital for this offense. He can't be going anywhere. You can't. How are you going to replace that if Golden Tate walks after this year? Tell me who's going to slide into that role. Jace Billingsley? Come on. Golden Tate's a guy the Lions have got to bring back and make a long-term commitment to. And I know he's going to be 30 at the start of the season. Don't care. I think he likes being here. I think he's got a great rapport with Matthew Stafford. I think he's good in the locker room. Golden Tate, fifth untouchable. And again, you could make the argument, well, what if the Lions were going to let Jared Davis go? How could you, They wouldn't have any linebackers. I get it. But Jared Davis didn't show me in his, first, in his rookie year, his first season, that he's somebody that's untouchable. That just is an automatic, you know, Matt Prater, certainly TJ Lang. There's others. Prater is so vital and so important, but again, he's a kicker. TJ was tough. I, I, I considered him for sure. But if I'm going to talk about five untouchables for the Lions, Matt, Sta- Matt Stafford, Darius Slay, Taylor Decker, Glover Quinn, and Golden Tate, those would be the five guys that I definitely would consider. would love your thoughts on it. At Derry Speaks on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter and and give me your thoughts on it. We'll read some of your tweets tomorrow. Also, the Matt Derry Facebook fan page as well. Just join us on Facebook. And also, Locked On NFL page on Facebook as well. Like that page too on Facebook.
1: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: All right, lastly, uh, Dave Burkett wrote about it today or yesterday um, <clears throat> for uh, Freep.com and the Free Press. And Dave, of course, does a, a tremendous job with the, uh, his coverage of the Lions. And he talks about uh, the Ziggy Ansah situation. He goes over all the different options for Ziggy, who, of course, is going to be an unrestricted free agent unless the Lions franchise tag him. And Burkett writes, why the Detroit Lions should use the franchise tag on Ziggy Ansah. And he talks about all the different opportunities for Ansa to either be uh, tagged, which means he would make about $18 million this year. Not tagged, put him out in the open market, which means he would probably walk. Um, tagging him would also keep him here for one year. But if he makes $17.5 million this year, according to a Spo track, no other defensive end that would average more than seventeen point two million dollars on their current deal, so Ziggy would become the highest-paid defensive end in the league. And as I've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, I know Ziggy Anza had a pretty decent season this past year with the twelve sacks, but nine of those twelve came in three games where he dominated lesser opponents. And I'll say it once, and I'll continue to say it: I'm not paying Ziggy Anza that kind of money. I'm not. I don't. And letting him walk to me, I understand. The Lions have concerns at defensive end. There's not a lot out there in free agency. Nor do the Lions really have a very um, uh, stacked defensive line. Anthony Zettel, Cornelius Washington, Kerry Hyder if he comes back from the torn Achilles, and that's about it. So the the cupboard is bare already at defensive end, and the Lions had their issues getting to the quarterback. Now, as far as free agent defensive ends, Demarcus Lawrence, the guy's a god with the Cowboys. All right, they'll franchise him. He's not going anywhere. All right, then you're talking about Ziggy. Then Adrian Claiborne, who's a year older than Ansa, who moved from defensive tackle to defensive end with Atlanta and had, about, and had nine and a half sacks this past year. I'd sign him. Trent Murphy from the Redskins is up there. Missed all of last year with a torn ACL. He's 27. Alex Okafor, another 27-year-old guy, another guy that got hurt this past year with the Saints. Coney Ely, um, uh, ex of the Jets, Dion Jordan of the Seahawks. Aaron Lynch of the 49ers, Julius Peppers, he's not going to come here. And William Hayes, who's more of a run defender. Okay, the list goes, the, the, the defensive end crop in free agency is not very strong. But again, this is why you hired Bob Quinn, though, and his staff to scout and find some diamonds in the rough that maybe can replace a Ziggy Ansah if you let him walk. I'd sit him down and say, look, Ziggy, you want a long term deal? Sure. Here's $10 million a year, or $11 million a year. And that's as high as I'm going with him. I don't want to be paying him $17.5 million a year. I think giving him too many years is a risk based on his injuries. And I just don't think he's that good. I don't. So franchising, him to me, would be a no. But trying to work a long-term deal, I understand you tag him first, like this week, and then you try to work out a deal, and then you have him for one year at that money. But if he has a big year... Then what? And again, I know that the Lions have a lot of money to play with in free agency. But I think this franchise is about finding guys, the next man up, uh, like New England did it under Belichick. Bill Belichick would never have given a defensive end, 17.5. Bill Belichick wouldn't be franchise tagging Ziggy Ansah. Because like I said, when you watch the Lions for 16 games, 17 weeks, the guy had three good games. Three. Oh, well, the market's... Then, then, Then you guys as a staff draft some defensive ends, and sign a couple of lesser guys and hope they work out. Ask the Colts when they got Jabal Sheard, how that worked out? And he went off and had a big year. Now, maybe Cornelius Washington wasn't the answer last year. Well, find someone that is this year. That's why you have a scouting staff. That's why you hired Bob Quinn. So I'll go against Burkett again and just say, I'm not giving Ziggy Ansah the tag. Now, if the Lions do it, would I understand? I guess so. I would, based on what they have at defensive end. They need a lot of help there. They do. That'll wrap things up for another edition of Locked On Lions right here on the Locked On Podcast Network for a Monday, President's Day, February 19th. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.
1: Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast.